0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shearer, here with Jason Shearer. And it is a football podcast tonight, and or tomorrow, and Yo, or got, today when yeah. you're listening to this. I mean,
0: it's, we're on with podcast baby. All
1: week long, uh, we've been, uh, obviously, basketball, football, but tonight's football because Arizona will be playing Colorado at Colorado on Saturday. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. What does that feel like? Is that what normal people play football at, 12 Usually o'clock? I'm sleeping. Well, that actually might be true every <laughs> once in a while because you're playing Spider-Man until like two or three in the morning. Yeah, the new
0: Spider-Man game is a fantastic. It
1: is app. awesome. Anyway, uh, before we begin, as usual, we have a message from our awesome sponsor, Homefields Apparel.
0: Yes, Take it, Shelby. Jason. Brielle just walked in here. I oh, know she
1: just slammed the keys slammed on the table. Slammed her keys
0: down and said, "Dad, I'm gonna go buy Homefield Apparel," and I said, "Whatever you need, honey. Here's the credit card, but make sure you enter the code." Wildcat Scoop 23 at homefieldapparel.com. Make sure you get 15% off, Brielle. And Brielle said, Why do I have a credit card, Dad? And I said, I don't know.
1: Boom. There you go.
0: No, but seriously, uh, homefieldapparel.com, Wildcat Scoop 23. Brielle's down screaming in the background at me. She's so excited that she's buying new clothing
1: from Homefield Apparel. going to
0: have a lot of use. Arizona's going to a bowl game, basketball. You got to rep the hood. I'm Wherever wearing my jacket. Go. You gotta rep the hood. A bomber wherever jacket. You go.
1: Yeah, you do all the time. Rep the hood. Well, not you. You don't wear a lot of Arizona stuff all the time. I
0: wear Arizona shoes, and they look sick they because do. I got them from the basketball staff, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of years ago, and no one really notices that they're Arizona, but I don't really care because they're so sick. I'm gonna wear them tomorrow.
1: He tries That's to sure. stay neutral because he's in the press, but. He does wear the shoes. I'm a little
0: boo thing. That song's we have a down. song
1: in our head all night long. So thank you, whoever sang that song. Anyway, uh, this is exciting. Arizona on the road to Colorado to Prime University, as Robert Robbins said last week at the bonfire.
0: And before we start, because I didn't write this as a question, I want to give a shout out, Shelby. Do you know how I'm going to shout out? No. To my guy...
1: Taylor Upshaw. Taylor Upshaw. Why is that, Jason?
0: So here's the deal. I tried to get, and I'm actually going to write an article about this. I tried to get Jed to kind of go in about, give me a little details on this. Wouldn't do it. I asked an assistant coach off the record, hey man, what's the real story with Taylor Upshaw in Colorado? Wouldn't do it. So Taylor Upshaw transferred from Michigan to Colorado. I think he was there in the spring and then transferred to Arizona, right? Um, there's a lot of... From from what I understand, he went to Colorado as a de- defensive end because that's very clearly what he is. Colorado tried to move him to defensive tackle, which makes zero sense, and basically said that he would be playing sporadically. And he was like, that's not what you told me when I re- committed here. And then Arizona was like, my man, you could come start a defensive end over here. Uh, talk about a misevaluation. Mm-hmm. Now, today... A Thursday, November 9th. Taylor Upshaw on Instagram put a video.
1: A little salty. uh,
0: Directly tagged Shador Sanders. And the video was Mike Tyson talking about how he was going to destroy his opponent. Um, There is very clearly more to this story. There's some beef. Shador very clearly said something to Taylor Upshaw when they were there or afterwards. Or is talking crap about him behind his back and Upshaw found out. Um, No one has told Upshaw to take that down, so it is warranted. And and again, if you go back, Upshaw circled the game and tweeted about the game like the day he committed to Arizona.
1: He's been waiting, guys.
0: Retweeted it this week, and then Mondo Hawkins, a recruiting analyst and all that, who was also at Colorado that Arizona hired away that Colorado didn't treat very well, um, tweeted, we're not taking this tweet down." So Upshaw's hyped up. Uh, I know that Montana is hyped up. He didn't he feel that Colorado handled him very well. There is definitely uh, some motivational aspects at play. And, yeah, uh,
1: which, you know, is great. Hopefully, we'll uh, provide some fuel. And can you imagine Upshaw getting a chance to maybe, like, take Shador down
0: yeah, at I, some point? That, like, because here's the deal. Like,
1: so awesome.
0: Taylor Upshaw... Is going to hit Shador in this game, and what I, I'm and Shador, he's very good, uh, and he talks a big game as well. I Taylor Upshaw has a few personal fouls this year, so you kind of don't want him to go too crazy. But man, the first time that Upshaw lands on top of Shador after a hit, uh, I hope the TV zooms in on that sucker.
1: I think all Arizona fans everywhere will go crazy wherever they are too. Is is Shador Sanders like the Kirk Rea of Colorado?
0: No, Shador's good.
1: <laughs> just just Shador's, think about that. Shador's really good. Shador is very good. Okay, well, uh, that will evolve, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, starting with, how would you describe Colorado football this season?
0: Inconsistent, I think, is the best word. And um, and, and rightly so. False idol.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I like um, that.
0: Now, the, the reason is, is twofold, Shelby. Who so,
1: fold? Oh yeah. my God! Is this the 1800s?
0: Hey, little Dad. I don't know. Oh, speaking of um, another side note, uh, this is true. They replaced my 40s station with, with Christmas music. We
1: are so annoyed. You guys know that we love to mess around and we'll be like uh, listening to Sirius XM. We like Sirius XM 71 because that's the 40s Junction, and they changed it to Christmas already.
0: Yeah, I'm pissed. And anyway. they're like,
1: they're like, oh, if you want to listen to 40s, like, why don't you digitally stream it? I was very mad. As if people
0: that listen to 40s music know how to digitally stream. Yeah,
1: nobody who actually (laughs) really listens to that station goes, you know what, I'm going to digitally stream this right now. All right,
0: so the opening game of the season, Colorado beats TCU, and everyone drops their pants. Lost
1: their mind.
0: They drop their pants. They say, oh, my God, this is the greatest day in history. And then uh, I said after that game, I don't know, man, TCU sucks. And it turns out TCU sucks. Uh, You know, TCU has lost four of their last five games with the only win coming against BYU. They are very likely not going to make a bowl game this year. They have four wins and they solve Texas Baylor in Oklahoma. So TCU, first win of the season, not a bowl team. Second game, Nebraska, nice win, 36 to 14, but that's when Nebraska was starting Jeff Sims, who I'm pretty sure was playing for uh, the opponents. Third win is Colorado State, right? Colorado State has three wins the entire year. Colorado needed uh, overtime to beat Colorado State, if you remember. Double overtime. So then everyone's like, oh, my God, they're 3-0. Colorado's back. Dion is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Next week against Oregon, let's see what happens. Oregon destroys them, 42-6. Then USC beats them 48-1 in a game that wasn't really that close. Then they play ASU. They win by three. And everyone's like, Colorado's back, baby. Then they're up 29 to nothing against Stanford. This is the game that I think was the turning point in their season. Um, they're up twenty nine to nothing at half against Stanford, and they lose forty six to forty three. Um, that and then they go, they lose to UCLA, and then they just lost at home to Oregon State. Uh, they're inconsistent because, like, when you look at the beginning of the season, Shelby, forty five points, thirty six points, forty three points, forty one against ASU, forty three against Stanford. But the last few weeks, like twenty seven against ASU. 16 against UCLA, 19 against Oregon State. They had six against Oregon. They're just inconsistent. You don't really know what you're going to get from them. So, um, you know, I I am not a Dion hater. I think Dion's going to be fine at Colorado. Um, but you know, I haven't agreed with everything how he's handled things the last few weeks with what he said about his O line and all that. But you know, hey, like it's it's an inconsistent team. But clearly there is some sort of talent. It is a very clear talent upgrade from last year i'll say that
1: okay uh there was a change to the offensive coaching staff last week very sudden change what was it and how did it work out for the buffs
0: so this is a move that has actually sent shockwaves through college football especially in coaching circles sean lewis left his head coaching job at kent state where he was doing well to be the offensive coordinator for colorado and that was a very big deal sean lewis was probably a future head coach. Had he stayed at Kent State another year and been successful, he was a great hire when it was made. And again, like I said, 45, 36, 43, 41, 43. So, what's the problem if you're losing games? You know, it's not the offense. So, Deion Sanders demotes him and says, basically, you're only going to signal in plays, and Shermer, Pat Shermer, is going to be our offensive coordinator. Uh, Shermer's dog shit. Anyone that watched the NFL and knows about him uh, knows he's just, and and I actually think he's friends with Jed, so sorry Jed if Jed gets offended by this. Shermer's not your guy. Like, and the thing is, you're calling, you can't, and Jed said it today when I asked, you can't change your offensive playbook. Maybe you can add one or two plays. Maybe you can add a trick play. You're calling the way – you're changing the way that you call the game. Um, someone asked if Shermer's doing it again or if they're going back to Sean Lewis because the offense was bad last week. And Dion basically said, I'm not answering you. Mind your business. These are grown men problems, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so who knows what it'll look like. But um, it is – it's a – like, th- if you're going to fire a coordinator, it should have been the defensive coordinator, right? And, it, it, and the reason he didn't is because I think Dion knows Charles Kelly, the defensive coordinator – for years and he doesn't have that relationship with Sean Lewis or my other speculation is Shador goes to his dad says, I don't really like coach Lewis and Dion and says, well, whatever you want, honey, that's, I mean that, that actually to me is probably the most likely scenario. It, it's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. I could see Colorado trying to run the ball more, but you thought that would happen against Oregon state and Colorado finished with 19 rush attempts. And seven of them were Shador, five of them were Shador getting sacked. Like Sivan Wilkerson had four carries, Anthony Hankerson had two, and Dylan Edwards had five. So they had 11 carries by their running backs. So the idea that he's going to run more um, isn't really, it's not realistic. It, it's, a, it's a very weird deal. I assume Lewis is gone. And what's going to happen is Lewis is going to be an OC at a really good school or become a head coach at a mid-major type of school and they get a head coaching job in a few years. I guarantee it. And it's going to look if you're a coordinator, you bet it's got to be someone that Dion has a relationship with. Because now, if you're a guy that's in another position, why are you leaving? Why would you
1: be motivated to work for Dion Sanders if you don't have a relationship with him?
0: Right, because if you're Sean Lewis, right, you left a head coaching job and you got fired basically he after got seven days. You got screwed, games. man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I, I don't see there uh, on the field. I, I, I really don't see there being any major differences.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, we'll say on the offense, what are the main weapons on offense for Colorado?
0: I'm glad you asked Shelby. You always ask. The, the...
1: I ask the best questions. So babe.
0: Shador is very good, right? I mean, he's got a 70% completion percentage, which is almost as good as Noah Fafita. Uh, he's thrown for 2,800 yards, top five in the nation. 24 touchdowns, three picks. Um, the issue has been that the offensive line is so bad that he no longer has time to throw. His completion, he's only averaging seven and a half yards per completion. Against Oregon State, it was like six. That's nothing. He, if you look at the sack, so they, they lead the nation in times they've been sacked, Right. By far, I don't think it's close. I don't know who's second. It might be like Old Dominion or something like that. If you take it, here's the stat of the night. Arizona has lost 110 yards through sacks the entire year, right? That's Jaden and Fafita. 110, right, Shelby? Mm -hmm. Take a guess how many Colorado has lost. 420. (laughs) Four times, basically, the amount of yardage lost. It's it's insane. Um, But, you know, again, like, Shador, when you give him time... If Arizona doesn't get a pass rush for some reason, uh, Colorado is going to make Arizona pay. The run game isn't there this year. Uh, You know, it's just not. Dylan Edwards is talented, but you're only as good as your offensive line. Um, You can make a case that they should run him more, uh, but they don't force the issue. Like they haven't. They've only run him more than ten times twice this year. It was against Colorado State, where he had 57 yards, and USC, where he had 44. Uh, he can catch it out of the backfield. Remember that season opener against TCU, people were going nuts because he had five catches for 135 yards and three touchdowns. He hasn't gone over 25 yards since the first game of the season. Uh, and he hasn't scored a receiving touchdown or a rushing touchdown since the first game of the season. He is very talented. He's small, but he's very talented. He's the guy where, you know, do they go out this week and they say, look, we're we're just going to get him the ball. Uh, Anthony Hankerson was a guy that Arizona recruited a little bit. Against USC, he had 74 yards on a touchdown. ASU, he had 58 yards. Uh, he's not as big as a receiving threat. So there's some talent there, but not a ton. Uh, receiving is where they're they, they are very strong. Um Xavier Weaver is is a bad dude. He really is. Uh, you know, he's put up some crazy numbers this year. 783 yards and four touchdowns on 60 catches. Had 124 yards and two touchdowns against Stanford, 170 yards against Nebraska, 118 yards against TCU. Uh, he is a very, very good receiver. Like he is the real deal. He is absolutely one of the best receivers in the country. Um, the second receiver that they'll use is Jimmy Horn Jr., who's solid. He's not as good as Weaver. Um, he's capable. That TCU gave me at 117 yards, but um, he's he, he's probably. A bulk guy, like they'll try to get him in open space and use him a little bit there. And then the third receiver is obviously Travis Hunter, uh, who's who's awesome. I mean, you know, we we know all about him on on both sides of the ball. Uh, he can do it all, um, very good. You know, it, better corner than receiver probably. Uh, but those are the three guys they use the running backs. They got a Mario Miller, at ten catches. They have a tight end, Michael Harrison, that they've um, they've actually gone away from um, the last month or so
1: which is a, always a bad idea to go away from the this well end.
0: it's very weird and here's why colorado can't block their offensive line mm-hmm. is atrocious so what they do is for some they reason no they don't
1: oh okay then that's bad
0: Dion basically says we're gonna try to get as much talent catching talent on the field as possible that's his philosophy so instead of having harrison block or whatever by the way harrison's not a good blocker so oh. or or like tight end blocking He's, you know, you take a look at his numbers, like he had six catches against USC, six catches against ASU, right? The ASU game was October 7th. He had one catch against UCLA, and that's the only number he's put up since October 7th. That's not good. Um, so, you know, th- there is offensive talent. I mean, there's, av- it, there's no denying the receivers are good. The quarterback is good. The problem is, you're, you know, like we said all there's year, holes. you're only as good as your lines. At right. the end of the day, like we always talk about how good a secondary is. It doesn't matter. If you have no D-line that's getting pressure, every secondary in America is going to get burned. So if your O-line can't block and Shador has to throw six, seven-yard passes instead of throwing deep, it's going to show up. Now, if the O-line blocks this weekend, if Arizona can't get pressure, Colorado's going to score. Like, there's no doubt that when that offense has got them blocking, which was very rare, but early in the season it was, it was an explosive offense.
1: All right. Well... On the other side of the ball, Colorado has somewhat of a unique defense. Why is that?
0: Because as bad as it is, uh, they they do some things rather well, believe it or not. Like they, as a team, they have 23 sacks. Um, you know, Dominic the, is a guy that I like a lot. Jordan Dominic, 6'3", 250 linebacker. He could get in there. Um, you know, they they intercept a, a pretty decent amount of passes. They have 10 interceptions. Arizona only has two interceptions. Uh, all year they do a very good job of forcing fumbles they forced six all year um, or or they recovered eight like they they do a very good job if you watch them um, Shiloh is a good example this the the safety Shiloh Sanders he will try to get the big hit instead of wrapping up a lot of times it's awesome and it looks great but he gets beat but sometimes it results in a fumble Uh, you look at their linebackers they're taught to punch the ball out um, so and in, in fish is aware of this, he talked about it today. They're going to try to get turnovers on Arizona by punching the ball out. So they, they have some defensive statistics. Uh, the problem is they just, they let up a crazy amount of yards. And a lot of times what you see is you see them going for, um, the big play instead of the, the simple one. But like you look at like the Oregon state game, for instance, cause I always take the, the most recent game. Oregon State, you know, DJ Uigalele only hit 50% of his passes. Uh, Oregon State was only at four yards a carry. That's not that great for them. Um, the running backs were a little better. Like, Day Martinez was five and a half. But, you know, that's not that good. Um, you know, UCLA, you take a look at that game. Um, you know, UCLA, for instance, had four turnovers that game. They still scored 28 points. You know, Garbers played well, 4.8 yards a carry. Uh, it, it's 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 kind of a uh a bigger go home boomer bust right like they're, they're gonna force a fumble they're gonna force a turnover they're gonna get beat deep uh if Fafita isn't careful and he throws some bad passes like he did against ucla early on that pick you know they could take that back so it's a unique defense in that it's bad but it's also advantageous at times
1: okay interesting um is this a trap game in your opinion
0: You know, at first I thought it was. But the more that I thought about it, I actually think it is beneficial to Arizona that Deion gets so much attention. Because Colorado isn't sneaking up on anyone. Right. Like, it is, oh, Colorado, we got to watch them. We got 100 guys on the sideline, blah, blah, blah. They're not sneaking up on anyone. And for Taylor Upshaw, it's not a trap game. Bless Sam. For Montana and all them, it's, it's not a trap game, right? It's just not. And, and so at first I thought it would be, but now I, I just, I'm, like if this was Stanford, I almost would be a little bit more worried because Stanford's so quiet and unassuming. There's nothing unassuming about Colorado. Right. Um, you know, look, you're, you're winning, you're coming off, you're bowl eligible and all that, but there's no indication that Arizona's feeling themselves this week hmm So I, I... I think
1: Jed's really good at managing that, too. Right,
0: right. Absolutely. So okay. I, I don't think... I, I get the argument that it would be, but I don't I don't think it is.
1: Well, you also notice that we're kind of deep in the season, and Deion Sanders doesn't have a lot to say about Arizona in particular. Like, they, Arizona has not given him any fuel because they saw what he did earlier in, in the year with other teams and the, you know, the back and forth and all that fun stuff. So I think it's been fairly quiet this week. At least Jed... In particular was very respectful and like, you know, rightly so. I don't I think Jed likes everyone. Jed's no dummy though. No, but Jed knows what's Jed knows the writing on the wall.
0: Colorado is great. They're a great team. They're dangerous. They're well so well coached. I love Coach Prime. He played nickel for us when we were at the Ravens and he does such a great job. Like, Jed's not Jed's no dummy.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's easier when you're the unassuming one because it is the quiet ones you have to worry about usually. So all right. Well, what is the path? To victory for Arizona. This is one
0: of those games where if Arizona plays a clean game, it should be able to win. Yeah. Arizona is better than Colorado. The way that upsets in college football happen is through mistakes. If Noah Fafita goes out and throws two picks, if the, there's a lot of penalties, if there's busts on defense, Arizona's going to lose. Like, it is a losable football game. If Arizona plays clean and pressures Shador, I, I just don't see how Arizona loses the game. They're going to score on Colorado. Jonah Coleman is a nightmare for the way that Colorado tackles and misses tackling up because you can't just go for the big tackle on Jonah Coleman he, he you can't do it he will get through yeah he will get through so Arizona's gonna score um it's just a matter of can they play discipline can they play clean Colorado for a bad team talks a lot of crap you know can, and, and like Upshaw as an example can he keep it mental can he can he keep focus or is he gonna let it get to him if Arizona plays a clean game though they 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 should win this one.
1: Mm. All right, well, moving into the final question. What is your prediction, Senor?
0: You don't want to go first since you're, you're feeling, you know, we, we mentioned Colorado feeling themselves, but you were, I mean, you're out of control lately.
1: I am not going first.
0: So Arizona's favored by 10 and a half. The over-under is 54. Uh, basically, 31, 21, 33. Tw- you know, that's, that's the goal here. Uh, I'm going 35, 27.
1: Oh, you took mine.
0: Thirty-five, twenty-seven. I think Colorado covers. I think they cover with the late touchdown, but I think uh, Arizona goes up early and kind of, kind of cruises from there out.
1: That was my number. I was thinking. You can 35. still go thirty-five,
0: Shelby. It's not. I hard.
1: actually think our, I think that our defense will contain Colorado better than that. So I think I will go thirty-five, twenty-one. Okay, hot stuff. Yes.
0: Exciting time, Shelby.
1: It is exciting. We have.
0: We're gonna do a recap of the Duke game. So many night. podcasts. We're gonna do a recap of the Colorado game, and we got the whole thing all over. You. And Arizona's got a basketball game on Monday, Shelby. So that means Crazy. that we're doing podcasts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Monday. Monday.
1: Maybe Tuesday. All the days. Who knows? We have a busy week next. We week, We only too. talk
0: during podcasts too. So.
1: Yeah, we, we. You guys would be surprised. Like after this is over, we, we just. I play video games. I just Shelby go reads. live in the other side of the house and listen to records. Why do we have a busy
0: week next week? Um, because we gotta get ready for Palm Springs. We gotta get ready for no, Palm Springs. Busy week. We have
1: Utah. I have things at work. You know that you work. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, yes, I do. What is I the do, basketball
0: schedule next week? I
1: do it. Let's look it up just for everyone. So I'm going to preview the basketball uh, schedule next week.
0: Wh- so Monday is Southern. Mm-hmm. What day is the 17th?
1: Uh, Thursday? No, no Friday. Because at like concert night, if you, if you don't have anything to do next Thursday, uh, Mariana's Concerts in the Courtyard is happening next Thursday night featuring Mr. Boogie Woogie. So Arizona
0: has three basketball games next week. Dang. The 13th, the 17th, and the 19th.
1: Busy and then Utah is on the Saturday. Oh my
0: god, (laughs) you're right.
1: Yeah, we have a lot going on. I told you. Yeah, anyway, have a happy Happy Veterans Day uh, weekend if you're uh, off on the Friday, like I am. I'm a government worker. Yes, no, no,
0: it's not Christmas yet, honey. The game on the 17th is at 9 p.m. Are you serious? So maybe we won't do a podcast. (laughs) Oh, we'll uh, why could be a, that could so be a, late? That could be a solo sheer special.
1: No, I, I think I've missed, like, in the last two years, since we've been doing this, I don't. I think I've missed one. Shelby,
0: we're talking, like, that's a school night for you. Well, no, the I 17th so. is a Friday. Yeah,
1: I'll be oh, fine. Oh, yeah, we'll be fine. We're Just drunk. drink a little extra coffee.
0: And by coffee, she means White Claw.
1: Yeah, whatever. Well, coffee we need to in go, go pick my white you claw. up
0: White Claws tomorrow I know morning. I have a
1: Topo Chico in the fridge. That's
0: not good enough for Duke. It's, it's not. It's you need not. a Four loco.
1: Ain't no laws when you're drinking clouds, baby.
0: Four loco. Did anyone else listen to this? Did anyone drink Mad Dog 2020? MD 2020? Oh my God. I
1: remember when you did that with my mom one I time. I got...
0: Dude, I've had Mad Dog 2020 twice. <laughs> one time when I was in college, I passed out. I drink. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't really drink in high school or anything. I drank a whole bottle of MD 2020 and passed out shaving. My roommate found me... <laughs> With my electric shaver on, face down in bed. <laughs> and and then, then another
1: time with my mom on a camping trip. You guys just broke out. She brought Mad Dog and it was uh, like per blue or something. Yeah, and
0: I was like, oh my God, this could be the best night ever. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's how Jason... And Jason does not drink. So no. it's hilarious those two times that MD he did.
0: 2020. Is that still around? I'm going to go look. I
1: don't know. We should find out. All right. Bear down.
0: What was the other drink we used to... Hypnotic.
1: Yeah, we did like hypnotic. Yeah. Was it Alizé too? Yeah and Alize.
0: Alize and hypnotic. Yeah. What's funny oh my is, God, my, this
1: is so 2000s. my dad
0: who doesn't drink has like one of the most expensive bars around. And so we just steal his alcohol. Yeah,
1: people give his dad alcohol and we take it yeah. and it's great. Bing so. and bong. Free bartender.